I have Marina Collins here from Transformations, yes. Hypnotherapy and Phoenix Firewalks. Welcome, Marina. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. We have a little kind of thing we're going to talk about. We have lots of questions, but to be fair, it probably won't happen that way. <laughs> so do you want to introduce yourself, Marina? Okay. So, uh, yeah, I'm Marina Collins, obviously, Transformations. I, um, oh, goodness. So I probably got into hypnotherapy about nine years ago um, after having bad experiences in my life and needed issues dealt with. Um, my husband had gone along and learnt some NLP and stuff like that and he said, oh, you like this. Sent me along onto a workshop where I learnt a wee bit more about it and I did. I kind of thought, oh, I need to learn more about that. Um, went away, became a hypnotherapist uh, and I love it because I love seeing people make changes. People will come with an issue, whatever. At first it was just phobias um, that I like to specialise in. And they would come along and I'd see the changes in them and I just loved it. Um, and then we were part of um, a mentorship programme. And lots of other hypnotherapists there and they were speaking about firewalks. And I'm like, what's that then? And someone explained what it was, and I'm like, what, you actually walk on fire? <laughs> and they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, okay, I'm intrigued, I need to do that. And then a friend of mine was fundraising for Help for Heroes. And she did all sorts. We would have um, parties, and I'd be part of a dance troupe, and we'd dance at these things. And... Dance on fire? No, not dancing <laughs> fire. That's <laughs> a thought. Um, and I said to her, how about doing a firewalk? And she's like, oh, I don't know. I mean, leave it with me, let me organise it. I knew a friend who'd already done one. She put me in touch with her guy and then we arranged a firewalk. Um, we had like 20 people come along. I convinced my friends that they needed to learn to walk on fire. Everyone should learn, walk, learn to walk on fire. It's amazing. Absolutely should. I think everyone should do it. Um, so we did that. And then the next day I was still on a high from it and it's like oh we need more of this in our life how can we get more so being the kind caring compassionate wife that I am I sent Barry to find out how <laughs> definitely why not this is job isn't it absolutely well, it loving is spouse it <laughs> so um he found out how to become an instructor I went did the course and I was thinking that's great I get to walk on lots of fire and he said oh you need to go and do the course and I'm like, oh, I don't know. Um, so, however, went, did the course, and I got so much out of it, because it's not about walking on fire. It's, it's not, is it? I, I'd, not. I'd done it, I think, it was in September last year. Yeah, I think it was, wasn't it? And I never, ever thought that I wanted to walk on fire. And you invited me along, so I went along, and I was really excited. And, and I didn't know what to expect. Yeah. But it, it definitely wasn't what happened. I don't want to give too much away, actually, because no. there's so many things happen there and it takes you to a place inside yourself that that I suppose I don't even know was there. Yeah. And I don't drink caffeine, but I felt like I had six cups of coffee <laughs> at the end of it, but in a really, really magical way. And it was a really special night. It was honestly, it it's up there in one of my top uh, memories. Oh, yeah. It's magic. I walked across it twice. And I think I could have done 108. Like, is it 108 you do for the fire walking? Or for the instructor, instructor training, yes. So next time, 108. Maybe not. But 
no one forgets their first firewalk, you know, and so, as I say, it, and it's never about walking on fire, it's about all the other stuff that, that's going on. It's like, well, if I was wrong about that, what else? So that's how Phoenix Firewalk came about. And I like the fact as well, we talked about like the explanations, you're like, there's no real reason why we don't get burnt, is that right? There's not like a, a defined explanation why we don't. Nope. Get I like that. Part science, and it's you know, it's it's about what's going on in your own mind. It's so liberating, though. It, honestly, it I cannot recommend it enough. And the fact it was fifteen minutes away in Glenrothes, it was so easy and such a nice venue as well, wasn't it? It was a beautiful venue. We love that. We were we thought that they had misunderstood us when we said, "Can we build fires?" <laughs> And, and have people walking over it. We thought they misunderstood us. We went along to visit them and they're like, no, no, you can use this room and we'll, you can use this car park. And um, But we've, we've now been moved from the car park to the grass at the side, which is fine. Because um, what we did was we took our experience of a firewalk and decided that everything that we didn't like about it, like it was a dark, wet, muddy field. And we thought, we don't want that for our delegates. We want something better. Because it was a really nice experience, because I think that would put me off. I love the outdoors. Yes. But because their workshop was an hour and a bit before. Yeah, um, yeah. I think if you weren't comfortable, I think that's already a factor straight in yes. there that might kind of put you off a little bit too. Well, that's it. Because when we did ours, it was a, it was a, in the, it was at long at Pratas, and the room was cold. It was March. Um, the room was really cold. It had been raining that day. However, there was a rainbow that had shone just before we walked. Oh, it's magic. Um, and so, as I said, we took everything, you know, the distance from walking from the, the room to the actual walk, um, it was just so dark, so wet, so muddy. And we were like, no, we want our delegates to have a much more enjoyable experience. And obviously the workshop beforehand allows the fire to burn down, but then there's so much more magic goes on within that as well. It was honestly, and I remember clear as day, the walk from the, like, the nice room we were in, yeah. and everyone was buzzing, everyone was chatting. Yeah. It was such a nice sense of community. And actually on the way back as well, it was just, it was magic on the way back to the, the classroom type venue. Yeah. It was really, really special. It was good because, because when, there's lots of different types of firewalks. You can get spiritual ones, you can get high energy ones, you can get, oh, there's so many different types. And it's all about raising your noon, you know, um, depending on the experience that you want. And obviously we want everyone to have a great experience, so we raise it by building up their energy beforehand, you know, and doing that kind of thing within the workshop so that when they come out, they're, they're all raring to go and they're excited about it. And I love the fact as well, so by default, I'm a yoga teacher, a meditation teacher, so I kind of, I'm a little bit more kind of subdued. Yep. And I like the kind of more calming effects in life. And normally I avoid anything that's high energy. <laughs> it's just not me anymore. Yeah. But I love the fact that I could come along. I felt part of it. My experience was amazing as well. Because and you came on your own as I well. I came on my own, yes. It was really, really good. And But I was still able to have my zen-like experience, yeah. but still enjoy the... the. It's not team building, because team building doesn't give it no. justice. And that's a... Team building scares me a little bit. I think it scares them. I think it does, doesn't it? I have to like these people. Yeah, that like, oh with. my goodness, I'm going to do that. <laughs> but the, the experience was extraordinary because it was what I made of it. And the person next to me, their experience was completely different yes. to mine. And I really like that because we do have this 
collective experience, but it is individual as well. It is, yeah, and that's that's the amazing thing about it. Um, you know, as I say, everyone will remember their first walk, but everyone will have a different experience of it and get something different from it. Um, it's just, it's, it's so hard to explain really, isn't it, what it actually feels like. It's just, you're on such a high, as you say, you know, never having had coffee and you're like, whoa, and just buzzing and raring to go. And words just don't give it justice. They don't. And I, I honestly think that everyone needs to try this out. Everyone. It is truly amazing. Christmas is coming up as well, so maybe get your loved ones a yeah. fire walk. Well, see, absolutely, because we do do gift vouchers. But we also do, every year, I had a vision <laughs> of a, a Santa fire walk. Now, in my head, everybody was dressed as Santa Claus. <laughs> Is that not a fire hazard? But, well, yeah, just a bit. <laughs> um, so what we do is we get everyone to dress festive um, and come and do the, the Santa walk. Um, and hopefully wear a, a hat, at least. When is that? Uh, the next one's 24th of November. Ooh. Uh, along at Balburnie. So everyone comes along, and if they want to raise money for a charity, they can raise money for a charity. All we ask is that they bring something for the food bank. That's really nice. Um, so we, like, oh, I can't remember, we, I want to say it was like 50 odd kilos or something last year. I can't remember, it was a lot. That's amazing. Um, it was so much, I mean, we've got a little van and it was full and so was the car. It was just so much food that people had brought. Um, so having an experience great, and giving back at the yeah, same time. absolutely, absolutely. And there'll be more information at the end of the podcast with how to get in contact with Marina and Barry, her husband, too. So we could talk about firewalks forever, but we should move we could, on, shouldn't we? we? <laughs> so one thing you mentioned earlier was NLP. Yes. Can you like simply answer that? What does NLP mean? Okay. Cool. Sorry. No, go ahead. Uh, so Edit NLP. That part out. Sorry. Oh, no uh, linguistic programming. Um, it's. It was co-created by a guy called uh, Dr. Richard Bandler, and I can't remember the other guy, because I've met Richard Bandler, but I haven't met the other guy, and I can't remember his name, that's terrible, really bad. But it's, we, most of us think in pictures. When we're thinking of a memory, we'll create a picture. Um, and anything that you can do to a television you can do to those pictures. So like if you've got a picture, people with a phobia will tell me that it's usually really bright, it's colourful and it's really close to their face. And if I get them to imagine it black and white and smaller or push it further away, that changes how that phobia feels for them. Really? Yeah. So I had no idea what it really meant. I hear it all the time and I keep meaning to ask you every time I've met you. And We talk about the submodalities, the submodality being the way that we think or feel because when you get that picture, it creates a feeling as well. That's phenomenal. And, the, and what you can also do is when you change that picture or you, you don't have, without even changing the picture, you can change the feeling. So again, for example, someone with a phobia, they may feel that their stomach's churning. So, you know, um, and they feel their, their stomach's moving in one direction and it tends to go really fast. So by getting them to use their hands and show the direction it goes in, you then get them to stop it. And then you get them to move it the other way. But you would move it slower. And that changes. I know I'm doing it and it's not really good for a podcast. No, it's good. Changes. It's helping me now. I feel that quite calm. Change, exactly. That changes how you feel about that thought. 
that's, that, I know I've said phenomenal like six times now. That is... <laughs> and how long does it take for change to happen? Minutes. Minutes? Minutes. Really? It is really. With NLP, and, and a lot of the work that I do, and a lot of the change work that I do is minutes. I've... My shortest phobia has been eight minutes. Eight minutes. To someone who came in with a spider phobia. Um, and it was gone in eight minutes. My shortest for anxiety was six minutes. Six minutes to change your life. To change eight your minutes life. to change your life. Yeah, yeah. I do make my sessions a bit longer than that, though, because I like to give people value for their money. <laughs> Although, if you have a phobia and it could potentially be cured in eight minutes of your session, there is no price for that. There is no price for that. We've gone to um, parties and... Specifically, I remember a time with Barry and I, because Barry does this as well, we'd gone to a party and we could see the girl was kind of rigid and not wanting to move around. She had a fear of balloons. The house was full of balloons. Oh. So within five minutes, Barry had taken that phobia. It was before I did all this stuff. Barry had taken the phobia away from her. And the next day she was blowing up balloons for her nephew's birthday. It's so liberating, isn't it? It just that is. And I, I get goosebumps just thinking of how much people have changed. This is like the fourth time today since I've seen you, Marina, that I've had goosebumps <laughs> as well. But it can take, it can take minutes. People don't realise that, like, with this, again, going to phobias, they're just so easier to explain, I suppose. You don't wake up one, one morning and think, oh, I think I'll be frightened of spiders. You know, it's not something you build up to. It happens in an instant. So it can also be taken away in an instant. I, I just, I, I'm lucky I don't have any phobias. Maybe the dishes, maybe the housework, <laughs> but I don't really have any phobias. But I know people that do, and I know how debilitating it is for them as well, and, and how life-limiting it can be. And they can affect so many different factors, sleep, mm -hmm. travel, Absolutely. a million different things. So actually to have something readily available in, in Fife, yeah. So actually, I know some people straight away that I'm going to send you away. <laughs> already thinking all those I'm people. already thinking. And I just used to, to have a fear of heights. Um, when I was about seven or eight, my dad had an accident on the Forth Road Bridge. Um, and I then developed a fear of heights, especially over water. And I couldn't go up any stairs that had a gap in them. I couldn't go over the drains, because clearly in my head, I was going to fall through them. But I remember being at Sydney Aquarium, and they had a glass floor with a little bit of water under it. You know, it's just one of those ones that you just walk over it. But I stood and cried because I couldn't walk over it. That fear is real to you, isn't it? Fear that fear is so deep inside real you to that. Me. Yeah. That's amazing. But now I'm, I'll look over the side of the buildings like I'm just checking that it still works. I've gone up tall buildings, but I had to sit in the middle of the floor and cry because I couldn't go any further. That's not so a holiday, is it, or anything? That's not. I know how debilitating having a fear can be but fear is also just a heightened state of anxiety but know? from that fear can people then become more anxious and yes. develop other anxiety disorders or sleep issues or anything like that as absolutely well? they can it can start off with a little uh, i don't mean to to make it sound trivial but with a little phobia it can start off that way but then as you say it makes your life become smaller and then i can't go out because what if that thing's there that i'm frightened of you know, a lot of people have a problem at this time of the year. It's coming up for Halloween. People don't like clowns. They can't go to the shops. They can't clowns are there. pretty terrifying, to be fair. <laughs> oh, not really. You're not being to see it. <laughs> That's the problem. And as a child, I think my sister made me watch it. 
but people cannot go into shops for things like that, you know, so their life becomes smaller. So it then develops into like a, a general anxiety disorder um, and it stops them from doing so much. I pretty much cut myself off from a lot of things because, you know, it mine's developed into an anxiety. Well, I was, just, I was thinking as well, the stairs thing, you go to the, the shopping centre in Dundee That's and there's glass exactly, stairs. I know. So actually, or you go to the Ocean Terminal, I think it's changed its name now, but Ocean Terminal, there's glass stairs yeah. as well. So actually, it's so limiting I for used that. to work in Dundee and I'd have to, I worked downstairs, but if I wanted food, I had to go up the stairs. Um, obviously, I would use the escalators, but sometimes it was these stairs. I just couldn't use those stairs. I had to make sure I walked to the other side so I could go up on the escalator because I was clearly going to fall down the stairs. And now you got glass stairs in your house? Oh, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> not yet. It's that next thing? Yeah. <laughs> glass stairs with an aquarium I underneath know, it. that would be quite cool, actually. That would be really nice, wouldn't that? That would be really nice. Barry works some more so you can get glass stairs in the house. <laughs> so, we could talk about that all day, but let's move on. So, maybe an awkward question, but what makes your approach different? And your approach really is different. I know it's a hard question, but what makes what makes you different? Because what you offer is really special and it's a really cool combination as well. I, I don't know. I mean, a lot of the work that I do, like, although I'm, it says hypnotherapy and hypnotherapist on, on the, our Facebook page and website, a lot of the stuff I do is eyes open because I'm working with people's energy as well. You know, it's like taking out the bad energy and replacing it with something nice. Um, so a lot of the work I do is eyes open. Um, I like to give people their, their hypnosis that they've come for, so you know, we'll finish it off with a nice relaxation for that as well. Um, but often, if in the sessions um, for therapy, I'll maybe bring out an arrow or glass, because if I've got someone who doesn't believe that they can do something, that they can't achieve something, then I'll have them walk across broken glass to prove that they can, or I'll have them break an arrow with their throat to prove that, you know, that that thing they've been putting off doing, once you set your mind to it and focus on it 100%, that you can do that. And I've been to two of your workshops, I've been to a fire walking workshop and also to another workshop at a networking yes. event, and it's true. You see the fear in people's eyes. Yeah. And I remember even me, I bent a spoon and it sounds so <laughs> trivial, bending a spoon. This was a really tough spoon. I pick tough spoons. They were really, I've still got it in my room at home actually, it's hanging out of bags, it's really classy. And I remember, I couldn't do it. Yeah. And then we, we, I'm not going to give too much away as well, but we'd done some work and honestly it was like spreading butter on your toast. Yeah. It was amazing the difference as well. The, the mind is so powerful, you know, and when I'm working with people, that obviously it's their mind I'm working on because the unconscious is... It's a, it's a tricky thing. It's like, th the best way, if you think of an iceberg, and the top half of the iceberg is your conscious mind, the one that does all that internal chatter. And the bottom half is your subconscious, your unconscious. That's where all your learnings and your past events and everything are held. You know, so they're all kind of like, they, they feel deep-rooted. But anything, like, like learning to tie your shoelaces is down in your subconscious mind. You don't wake up every day and have to learn to tie your shoelaces every day. So it's already embedded in your subconscious. And a lot of our past events are deep down there as well. So by working on the subconscious, whether it's through a nice open process, a hypnosis process, or just 
some other stuff that I do to negotiate with it, um, I can get it to make the changes that you want to make. So you really can change all aspects of your life? Yeah. Oh, and you it's... have to believe in it for it to work? No, you don't. You have to want it to work, though. So. That's good, because some people, like my husband David, he's very, very practical. He needs evidence. Yes. And he, he wants things to work, for example, he suffers from migraines, but he doesn't always believe in it. Yeah. So that's really interesting that you, as long as you want it to work, it can still If it's something benefits. that your mind has created, you can change it. The subconscious mind doesn't know the difference between real and imagined, which is why guided meditation and things like that are absolutely wonderful. You know, you go off on your little journey on them, um, and your subconscious mind believes that you're actually doing that. Because you, if you, for example, you're sitting on a boat and the boat's rocking, you can feel yes. the boat rocking, you can Absolutely. feel the wind in your hair, you can even smell the sea air sometimes. And not everyone has that experience. No. But with time, we can open ourselves and we'll be more receptive to it as well, That's can't right. we? Yeah, and the more, cause, because the more you do things like that, the more receptive you, you become to them. But the subconscious, it's just, it's crazy. As I say, it doesn't, it doesn't know the difference between real and imagined. It doesn't know the difference between the truth and a lie. It also doesn't get negatives. If I say to you, don't think of a blue tree, what are you thinking of? A blue tree. Because to not think of a blue tree, you have to think of what you're not going to think about. Ah. It's confusing, but awesome as well, isn't it? <laughs> it is, isn't it? <laughs> Can I just move in with you? Is that OK? <laughs> I don't know what needs fixed or altered, but I'm sure I can find, sure find something. There must be something down there now as well. <laughs> so, moving on a little bit. Mm -hmm. Like, mindfulness. I love to ask this question. Mindfulness is everywhere. Yes. It's a hot topic in magazines, on the radio, on the internet, in schools, and workplaces and yep. stuff. But what's your definition of mindfulness? Mindfulness is just being present in the now this very moment, you know, and but it's also being aware of everything around you, like at the moment, you know, the sights, the sounds, everything that you hear in that in that moment. Um, it's just being aware of it. And, and or if you're eating, it's like, Barry tells the story of tigers and strawberries. Are you aware of it? No, I'm curious now. Oh, I thought you would know this one. Um, so, there's a guy walking through the forest and all of a sudden he hears a sound. And he looks around and there's a tiger. So he starts to quicken his pace and the tiger starts to quicken his pace as well. And then he starts running and the tiger starts running and he comes to the edge of a cliff. And he thinks, I'll climb down until the tiger's gone. So he climbs down and holds onto this branch. And he waits and then he looks below him and there's, a, there's tigers below him as well. So all of a sudden he's now realising that if I go up, I'll be eaten by a tiger. If I go down, I'll be eaten by a tiger. But just at that moment he catches, at the side, a strawberry, just growing wild. And he takes the strawberry and he starts to eat the strawberry and he becomes one with the strawberry. Being mindful of every single mouthful, the taste, the smell, everything about the strawberry. And then he lets go. That's amazing. I've been on the edge of my seat here thinking, what's going to happen gonna to happen? the strawberry? What's going to happen to the tiger? It's That's being, amazing. Being you know, so it's being, yeah. You know, so when you're eating, I mean, I'll encourage clients to eat mindfully because if you're eating mindfully as well, then 
you're slowing down what you're doing when you're eating and things like that as well. So, you know, it's whatever you're doing, do it mindfully. Because if you're half-heartedly watching the television and half-heartedly doing something else, you're not being mindful of one thing. You're not getting whatever experience you need to get from one or the other. That's a beautiful definition, I love it. It's really nice, isn't it? Mindfulness is amazing, and I remember years ago how I didn't get it, really. And my brother-in-law was telling our nephew, I think he must have been like two, two and a half. Now, Benjamin, eat that chocolate mindfully. I'm thinking this is ridiculous. <laughs> He's a kid, let me eat the chocolate. And I remember this conversation thinking, oh no. He's a clinical psychologist as well. Right, okay. So I already had that kind of thinking, oh yeah, no. Wrong approach. I don't have kids. I don't have a right to say that. <laughs> and I actually apologized to him because I was perpetually stuck in yesterday yeah. or terrified for tomorrow yeah. that I never truly lived. And Not it sounds so silly. I had avocado for breakfast this morning and it was amazing yeah. because I felt every single mouthful, yes. the sensations, the feelings, the textures. And before I chopped the avocado up, I had it in my hand, I was feeling the skin yeah. and the color. And I, I put it against my cheek yeah. just to feel it. And it's really simple things. It is. And it's amazing, it's so powerful. But, I mean, especially with food, how many times have you, you know, you're, you're enjoying a meal and you deliberately slow it down so that you can savor the taste, savor the flavor. And we need to do that with more things in life, with everything that we do. Like, if you're washing the car, wash the car mindfully. You know, you're being with the kids, then be with the kids, you know, because they'll get a great experience from it, as will you. I love a mindful shower this morning as well, actually I had I've got this new soap I bought on holiday and it's black, it's made from oh, charcoal. I that. And it's really, it's quite slimy. Right. But in the shower this morning, like, oh, that feels really nice. And then I kind of, the sensation was really nice. Yeah. And I, I was in the shower for 20 minutes and then I didn't do the dishes though. I could have done mindful dishes, but I had a mindful shower instead. <laughs> Better for the soul, isn't it, as well? Well, yes. But it was a really cool experience just to really be present because normally yeah. in the shower, you're washing your hair, washing your body, yeah. in and out. And that's that's it. it, exactly. We're too busy thinking about, oh, right, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, or, or this happened, someone said that. We're too busy doing something like that. Whereas if we just be in that moment, you know, whether it's a shower or reading a book, you know, get wrapped up in the book, become the pages, the words on the book. You know, doing all that mindfully, it just makes life more enjoyable and but the effect that it has on you, I think it makes people much more calm and relaxed. It really does, doesn't it? And, and then you're aware of feelings and sensations as well because you're listening, you're stopping. Because yes. we often we're on autopilot. Yep. The majority of people, I see it in my yoga classes, meditation classes, people are on the go. And so many people have no idea what's happening inside their body or their mind. They're so disconnected That's and it's right. not, it's not, a bad thing, it's not that you're doing anything wrong, it's just that we've not been taught in our culture to to be present, yes. to be aware, and to listen. And when you learn to listen to your mind or body, you can make small changes. So you might wake up in the morning and you're feeling a bit more anxious than normal. Yeah. Then you can maybe make a little change to your day. Yeah. Or your back's a little bit sore, so you make a little change to your day for your back as well. You do some stretching, you do some yeah. yoga. And it's just about that total awareness of what's truly happening, isn't it? Yeah, and, and I think breathing, we underestimate the power of the breath. You know, I'll say to clients, if you don't feel like getting up in the morning, you know, if they're so anxious and they're like, it takes me to get out of my bed, I'll tell them just to take a few breaths before they do. You know, stretch their arms out, put their head up, because 
by changing how your body positions, it changes how your mind feels as well. If you're doing something, you've heard the term, things are looking up. So if you're looking up, your mind thinks, oh, we're good, we're having a good day, and it changes how you feel. I've just finally got that saying. Have you? A light bulb moment, isn't that funny? There we go. Because in my classes, we often have our, our head up, and I've yeah. never ever put the two of them together. Here's Can I steal that, please? Is that okay? Time. Here's another one. Have you ever heard the term, I feel downright miserable? Yes. So, NLP, yeah, if you were to look at a face of NLP, when, if it's drawn up, so if you're visual recalling, you will look up and to the left, um, and if you're making something up visually, so imagine a picture, you're looking up and to the right, yeah? Um, if you're remembering a phone call you've had, you're looking, you're your eyes will go to your ears, yeah? Really? And if you're yeah, and if you're thinking of a phone call, imagining it to sound something different, then your eyes will go that way. If you're thinking of your feelings, your eyes go down and to the right. So if you're ever checking in with how you're feeling, I'm not quite sure how I feel like that, your eyes will go down and to the right. You learn everything, something new every, every day, day, don't you? It's a school day. It's a huge, so this is like a, a PhD today. This is a, it's, it's truly phenomenal how much we're not in tune with what's happening. Yeah. It's like, again, I'll get clients who have pain in their shoulder and they'll come and then we'll have a chat and they'll find out that they've got either a burden or guilt. Where do you carry things? Shoulder chest. Actually, I've been doing lots of work in my classes and upper body to open up and let go. And so many people are commenting on how how good they feel, not just yeah. on a physical level, but an emotional, because yeah. you are making space for you to breathe. Absolutely. Ah, I sense a workshop coming on, do you? Mm, mm. I think so. So we'll move on to the next point. Yep. So what's spirituality to you? Remember, there's no right or wrong. I know there's no <laughs> right or wrong. It's, I think there is a higher self, okay? We have, you know, like, again, when, I, when I'm working with clients, I'll often get them to go to find their higher self, for want of a better word. You know, the, 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 everyone has whatever they need to change. They already have it within them, and it's just finding that. You know, so... I believe that we all have it within us and spirituality is, to me, is just that it's that that's within us. Yeah? I love that. <laughs> Thanks. I just thought that. Um, it's that that's within us. We already have it within us. It's whatever it is we want it to be, whatever we need it to be at the time as well. You know, I'm, I mean, I'm a great believer in uh, card readings and spiritual. That way, I come from a line of them. Um, it's not something that I have decided to, to follow, to pursue, but I believe it's what's drawn me to doing the work that I do. You know, so there is a higher something somewhere that guides us to do what we, we do, and I, I think, think. And I think that's the most beautiful thing about it, it's about what you need and what you want and yeah. what's part of you, isn't it? Because I'm very, I'm a Buddhist, but I very much draw upon wisdom from other cultures and belief systems as well. Yeah. So I'm like almost like flexy faithful yes. because I take a little bit of this, a little bit of that. And I think that's what's so special about this day and age. We're, we're lucky we can choose. We're not stuck to one set of beliefs. We're not yeah. set to one kind of way of thinking or doing. We can take a little bit of wisdom from each tradition and 
find our own light. Absolutely, yeah, exactly. You know, if you need a bit from from Buddhism, you need a bit from something else, you, you take that and you make it your own. And, and if that's what makes you a better person, then that's what you need. Awesome, and the answer's inside you already. You just it need to help indeed. getting it out sometimes. Yes. So now the next question, what really excites you about well-being just now? It's a cool time of it to live, isn't it? There's it so is, much happening. It is. I, I've always, no, I'm not always, I suppose. I mean, I, I spent like 15 years on antidepressants and I would always be looking for the next one that would help me and make me feel better. And then woke up one day and decided, no, enough is enough. I need something different. So well-being for me is looking at holistically, you know, at the whole body, the whole body, the whole mind connection. And it's taking the alternate route, you know, doing something that most people wouldn't normally do, whether it's yoga, whether it's hypnosis, whether it's herbs, you know, your back remedies, things like that, whatever it is you need, I'd rather do it in a holistic way. And my daughters are kind of like that as well. I think I've obviously rubbed up on them. Um, they would rather take something holistically than go for medication. I think it's, it's, it is, it's about, you know, just connecting the whole of yourself to the things that are already out there, the things that before medication was made, you know, what did we do? Cherries for a headache, you know, things like that. You know, it's, it's about, yeah, just connecting the whole mind, body, and, and I love doing that. And then that's what we kind of do in our workshops and we do in, um, in a session with clients. It's about getting them to make that connection. And it's so readily available now as well. You can get proper advice from professionals as well. It's very important, of course, always seek professional advice. Absolutely. Got, got a little disclaimer there, don't we? Yes, absolutely. But there's so many, in Fife alone actually, and, and out with that, there's so many people out there yeah. that... And, Send someone a message, send a, a therapist, a healer, a hypnotherapist, yeah. a herbalist, send them a message if you have a question. Yeah. And to be honest, if you don't get a response back, then perhaps they might not be not the therapist be the for, you. for you. That's right. I really believe in the power of communication and and asking if you're not, there's no such thing as a silly question. I know no. we say it all the time, but there really isn't. There isn't, no. It's all a learning, isn't it? 100%. I mean, I'll get people message me and go, I wonder if you could give me some advice on such and such. And I've got some videos that I'll just go, yeah, try this or, or listen to this, you know, and then I'll have people come back and go, that really helped me, thank you so much. You know, and they've gotten the help that they needed just from having the conversation or watching the video that I have. And there really is an approach for everyone, isn't there? There is, yes. There's something out there that can help absolutely every person. And it might not be your sole source of or cure, but it can yeah, help you on your path help. and help you in your journey and really and change your life potentially as well. Well, that's it. I mean, there's there's lots of different... I went to um podiatrist for a problem I have with my foot and someone mentioned a thing called kinetic chain release and I'm like, what's that then? And she explained it to me and I thought, okay, I'm intrigued. So I found someone and I went along and my choices were, I have to wear insoles in my shoes, if that doesn't work, I have to get a cortisone injection. If that doesn't work, I need an operation. Um, so I've gone along and I've been to see her and it's helped me immensely. And since then, I found a friend that actually does it as well. So she's done it for me as well since then. And I no longer have the pain in my foot that I used to get from Without it. the tough injections, everything yeah. as well. And I think that's a really important point, actually. We need to talk more. 
spread the word yes. and let people know what's out there, what's in your local community. If you go to a therapist, you go to a healer, a yoga class, talk about it. Absolutely. Because honestly, that is the best way to, to share the love and to share the knowledge because it can be quite daunting for people. Yeah. You're kind of like, oh, right, I, I want I'm to go to hypnotherapist. Sure. Who do I go to? What's the difference between this yoga class, that yoga class? Yes. So talk, share the love, yeah. spread the message. And that's it. And, and because there's so many alternative therapists out there as well, it's like, if you don't, you know, you don't ask them, you know, what it is they do and how it's going to help them, you're not going to know. And once you go and experience it, you'll know if it was right for you or not. And then absolutely go spread the word. And it's all right if you don't get on with that therapy, isn't it? Because sometimes it just doesn't resonate with you. You can go and do That's something it. else yeah, or try it's something just else not as well. One for you. That's right. Lots of options out there. So we have some exciting news as well. We Marina do. and I are joining force. This has been kind of in the making for a while, and we had a plan, we had a vision, <laughs> and I've been so busy that I've not had time to launch this vision. And then today, our vision has completely changed. But yep. it is, it's really organically changed though, hasn't it? Has, it has, yes, it has. We, it was like, we, this is what we're doing, and we're like, let's not, let's rip that up and let's do this instead and change it. It's just, it's flowed, hasn't it? It's flowed, and it's flowed the right way and it's meant to happen. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be an amazing workshop. It'll be on a Sunday afternoon, a nice way to end your weekend. And it'll be starting at 1.45 in the amazing Dysert Community Hall. Can't get words out there. And it's going to be absolutely phenomenal. It's going to be three hours long. Yeah. And it's going to include meditation. Yeah. Yoga Nidra, but yeah. reimagined. Crystal therapy. And an amazing glass walk. So this experience is going to be about you and tuning in with your breath, learning to let go, learning to feel. We've called it the three pillars of mindfulness. Breathe, feel, and let go. What do you want to say? I'm so excited, I can't wait for it. Um, people may think, oh, glass, oh, oh, don't know about that. But it, when it's used in the way of meditation um, and the way that we intend to use it uh, on this workshop, it's it's a wonderful experience. I mean, you've obviously experienced I've done it. it. I've done it twice now, actually. <laughs> at an event in the summertime, I do glasswalks. Like, Scott, do you want to do a glasswalk? Yes, please, yes, please. another one, another one. <laughs> it is... When it's, words don't give it justice. I know, and, and it's again, it's that whole mind-body connection, isn't it? It's connecting your feet with your mind um, and your mind with your feet and just experiencing it in a totally different way. Um, I'm so excited for it. I really can't wait. I think it's, I think we've, yeah, we've come up with a great idea. It's really cool. And there's lots that we've not told you it's going to be in it. It's going to be a little bit of mystery as well, but yes. I think that's fun. But it really is for pretty much anyone isn't it, it as is. well it's a bit of obviously all the the yoga nidra stuff and everything there's, there's so much relaxation going on there and it's a little bit of empowerment without the hype of empowerment you know without the yeehaw that goes with a lot of these empowerment things um it's done in a nice calm relaxed way and it'll be all candlelit and the glass it's hypnotic to look at it, isn't it? I love it. I it's love my so, glass. <laughs> it's a really, really nice experience and it's really empowering, like you said, as well. Yes. I felt so alive afterwards. And actually, the second time I'd done it, it was a totally different experience as well. And it I felt, is, yeah. and I love the fact that I felt so different both the experiences yeah. and, ah, oh, it's magic. 
So this workshop is on the 10th of November and there'll be more details on our Facebook pages as well and our websites. But it's definitely small numbers. Yes. So spaces will go really quick. I can already know it's going to fill up really, really quickly too. So and excited. It's just going to be so, so amazing. Such an, a different experience for everyone. And we're breaking the rules a little bit, aren't we? We're mixing things together Absolutely. and I like that. Absolutely. Push the boundaries. So there'll be more details on our websites for that. And Marina, anything else you want to add just now? Um, I can't think of anything other than obviously we've got our Santa walk on the 24th of November, Val Burnley House in Markinch. Uh, find a Phoenix Fire Walk for that. Um, nothing other than, you know, obviously my I specialise in anxiety removal and also emotional and physical pain. Now that's from past traumas and things like that. So that's my speciality. Um, so I help a lot of people deal with those kind of issues. I've just actually come from a workshop with CASP, uh, Kirkcaldy Abuse Survivors Project, um, helping work with people. Um, so, but obviously it's not all that I do. So if you've got a phobia or anything like that, then you know, I will work with that as well. Um, if you want to get in touch with me for anything like that, then it's Transformations on Facebook. I honestly can't recommend Marina enough. And I, I'm very selective with who I invite in for podcasts and who I promote and who I work with as well. And I really believe in everything you do. So Thank you. Send Marina a message if you have any questions. She'll answer them for you as well. I absolutely will. Yes, I, I, I will. I'll get in touch with you as quickly as I can. And thank you very much. Oh, it's thank been a pleasure. You. Namaste. So thank Namaste. you so much. Thank it's been an absolute you. pleasure. Thank you, Marina. Thank you.